Hello everyone, my name is John Locke. I'd like to welcome you to the winning trade, but first the required disclaimer material. This presentation is given for educational purposes only. We're not broker dealers or financial advisors and we're not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware that your risk in trading options is substantial and please make sure you are aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. Also note that in this presentation, we're covering hypothetical computer simulated trades and the results. They're believed to be as accurately represented as possible. Keep in mind that live results can vary from simulated results for many different reasons. If this is your first experience with us, my name is John Locke. I'm a trading performance, wealth, and success coach with Locke in Your Success LLC, where myself and my team of mentors are here to help you win in the markets and in life as well. And today, I'm going to talk about a slightly different subject. So normally, we talk about something called high probability options trading. It's a wonderful way to trade. It's my favorite way to trade. But... We also deal with a lot of other different types of trading strategies, and if you guys know me, or for those of you who know me, you know I deal with market-neutral traders, I deal with retail traders, I deal with professional traders, day traders, directional traders, uh, all different types to maximize their performance in trading. And one of the newer things that's kind of catching on, but it's been around for a while, is something called zero days to expiration option strategy. And... Uh, when we start talking about those strategies or the type of thing that's been going on lately, I would define it as a zero DTE options fad. I think I've gotten contact about very short-term trading or zero date expiration trading probably more times in the last week than the entire amount of time I've been coaching as a trader, and I've been coaching for a very, very long time. So let's just talk about this uh, just for a moment here. Having options that expire every trading day uh, is fairly new. I think in 2022 on the SPX, we finally started getting our options every day. However, you should understand we've had viable strikes where we could do zero days to expiration options trading fairly consistently since 2012. So they've, they've been out there. And prior to the time when we had viable strikes to trade zero days to expiration, in our weekly PM expiration options, we used to trade the monthlies, similar to a zero DTE option strategy, except we'd have to go to overnight because they expire in the morning. My point being is this concept here of trading a very short time frame with options has been around for a very long time, and I've trained traders in these short-term type of strategies for over a decade. However, many of you are probably just hearing about it now because it's become a fad. I mean, one of the fads that we had recently, of course, was, was Bitcoin. It comes out and, and uh, you know people start making money with it early on, and then the fad escalates, everybody catches on, then everybody thinks that you know Bitcoin is the way to make money, and then by the time everybody gets involved, oh, wait a minute, conditions change, and then there's a problem. And we're going to be experiencing something like that in the zero TTE options fad also. And one of the things that I wanted to do is to do like a little webinar or like a public service announcement talking about the different types of zero days to expiration option strategies that you can do. And I was just going to kind of limit it to the index. And talk about why they are becoming so popular lately, and also discuss how long or, or what might happen in the future that will make these option strategies problematic to trade with. Because if you were an options trader, say, back in 2017, one of the things that we were dealing with is we had nobody 
that wanted to trade close to expiration. I mean, you get into uh, strategies and you get 15 days to expiration, for example, and we'd have a very high gamma situation. And a lot of the times it was very difficult to manage those positions to the point where a lot of traders were almost scared to be in the options market. Certainly, um, you know, even 10 days to expiration, certainly zero days to expiration would be a problem. And if you were trying to trade some of the strategies that you're trading today, zero days to expiration, you would be pretty consistently losing those positions. So one of the reasons that we are doing so well in these strategies is that options have been horrendously overpriced since 2020 after the COVID crash, and things really have not yet normalized. Once we get back to a more normal implied volatility environment, if we get back to a, a more normal implied volatility market, because we don't know if that's going to happen, but assuming that we do, a lot of these things are going to become a lot more problematic. That doesn't mean that you won't be able to make money in the zero DTE field going into the future, but in order to do so, you'll have to be what we call a trader. Uh, as of right now, talk about this being similar to maybe the bullish market, say, in second half of 2020 and in 2021. I have people coming to me with these strategies that are very bullish and they've won on them for a significant period of time and they say, oh, I'm all set. I know how to trade now. You know, I found this set of trade rules and it's working wonderful and I'm going to take these trade rules and go forever into the future and I'm just going to make money. Well, at some point conditions in the market change. Uh, as they did in uh, 2022. And we flipped from the uptrending market to the downtrending market. And all those strategies that people were doing that were making money consistently are no longer uh, profitable. That's what we have when we have a conditions change. And one of the things that you should understand that if you're trading zero DTE option strategies and you really don't know what you're doing, in other words, you're just saying, hey, I have this trade rule set that back tested for whatever. And uh, it worked out. And I'm just going to trade this non-subjectively into the future. Sure, you can do that. And you can do it for as long as the strategy seems to be profitable. But doing it without the awareness that the implied volatility situation is likely to change and these strategies are going to become problematic is trading somewhat naive. It's not a trader. It's just kind of following rules and hoping that things continue the way they've been continuing. A real trader, on the other hand, is going to come in here, uh, just like in Bitcoin, right? When the market was going up in Bitcoin, you could buy Bitcoin at any time and basically make money with it. Now that it's flattened out and it's more of a sideways motion, you have to be a trader to actually make money in Bitcoin. And traders can do very well in that environment. It's going to be the same thing with the um, zero DTE options market where a good trader is going to selectively trade certain types of zero DT options positions to uh, make money depending on the environment of what's going on. And he's going to be doing different trades pretty much all the time where a person who trades and is just putting on something and hoping that it works out is going to have a lot of problems. So in that special free webinar, on the zero DTE fad and what to expect going forward, we're going to discuss the major types of zero DTE option strategies that you could use. We'll talk about the current state of zero DTE trading. We'll talk about the future expectations for zero DTE trading. And we're going to talk about the benefits and risks. 
It'll be a lot of fun, but most importantly, it'll tell you the information that you need to know to mitigate your risk going forward trading these types of strategies. Okay, so let's move forward here. And let's talk about the zero DTE trade that I put on. And uh, full disclosure up front, this trade didn't go as well as I would have liked it to go, but we'll talk about the trade. So let's talk about parameters first. For the trading day, uh, I pick up maximum trade size. And my maximum trade size in this strategy was $7,000. Now this maximum trade size allowable is extremely important. One of the things that you need to be aware of, and a lot of people are not, is you is it's very easy to take a total loss. In other words, you lose the total amount of you had in, have in the position on a zero DTE trade. And you know, I have people argue this with me. Well, the market's open. I'm watching the market, and um, I'm just going to exit the trade if I have a problem. And I can tell you from experience that there are market conditions where you cannot get out of an options trade for a period of time. We have uh, things like the flash crash, for example. Um, news events that come out, very big market moves come into play. And you literally cannot get out of a trade. And forget about trying to pound out at bid-ask. When you pull out of a, you know, just an experience that I had, and I'll just talk about this very quickly, is I, when I was a newer trader, I did that. I ran into a position that had a maximum risk of like $2,000 in it. And I was having trouble executing the trade on the way out, so I just put it in at bid-ask and I exited the trade. Well, theoretically, I only had a $2,000 risk in the trade. And had I kept the trade open and let the options expire and they expire in the worst possible spot, I would have lost $2,000. But what ended up happening is I hit the order at bid-ask and wouldn't you know it, they filled the order for me, but they filled in the order for a price that was worse than what it would have been if I just took a total loss. So in other words, instead of losing $2,000, I lost $2,500 and then, or about $2,500. And then to make matters worse, what happened is the market came back and I would have actually been profitable with the trade had I just stayed in. So that recognition that I should have just stayed in the trade and let it play out, again, was an important lesson for me early on. But my point being is your trade size is extremely important. And also the realization, which most people who trade these strategies don't have, is that there is a high probability if you trade these at some point, you're going to take a total loss in the position and you should be sized so that can happen and not hurt you too badly. I mean, other than items like flash crash, we also have and news events, we also have problems that can happen, right? We can have the market shut down because of a terrorist event. We can have a, a situation where our broker shuts down, where we lose our internet connection, or we get called away from the computer, we can't get back. So all these things happen, and it does happen. I see. You know, I coach a lot of traders, and I coach a lot of traders who do these very short-term strategies, and it happens on a regular basis. It doesn't have to take some sort of an unusual event to happen. So just keep that in mind with the trade size. Very important. Um, on this trade, I had an anticipated return of about $7,000. So when I put the trade on, my expectation was, hey, I, I, I have a trade size of 7000 I should make about 7,000, anticipated return of 100% if things go well. If things went perfectly, I could make about 14,000 or 200%, so that would be wonderful. My exit loss trigger on this was about 2,000. So this is a very important dynamic here. I don't have to win these all the time. So if I'm trading a trading strategy like this, one of the things I ask if I do this trade 100 times, 
and you know I have a 50/50 shot at winning, what is the likelihood that I'll be profitable? Well, you know if I'm if I'm theoretically stopping out at 2,000, I could have a tail risk of like 7,000 if things go really really bad. My anticipated returns about 7,000, and in once in a while if I hit it just right, I hit a $14,000 day. Then if I do those numbers, I make out pretty well. So um, I want to keep that type of parameter in my mind when I'm thinking about setting up pretty much any trade, really. But that's what we have here. So the trade structure we're going to do is it's, a, it's going to be a subjective zero DTE uh, broken wing butterfly. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to talk about this trade, this zero DTE subjective trade that sort of went bad. We're going to talk about the setup Right, what are my technical expectations for the day? What type of a trade plan did I have? I'm not going to go into detail because I don't want to spend too long here. Uh, we're going to talk about the execution challenges that we can have. We'll talk about the adaptations to those challenges and then things we could have done differently and the drawbacks to doing so. First of all, let's look at, look at a, a technical opinion. So here is the day right here. So this was Friday, March 3rd. And this was the situation that we were faced with here uh, before the day opened. And the futures were up, so we were expecting a gap up in the market on the open. And basically, I want to have an idea of where I think the range of the market's going to be. So my thought is that the market gaps up. And if you do our, the technical analysis like we have in our market outlook and so forth, then we're basically in a situation like this. We have a price pattern target of this cup and handle breakout, should it break out, of around 4,067. Now, th this might not happen in a day, right? So I have to decide how high are we going today. And my thought was that what's probably going to happen is we're going to make a hard run for probably around here, 40, 43, and then come back and settle down and close the day right around 40.30. Okay? And that's the opinion that I decide to play. And the position that I wanted to use to play that opinion was this here. Right? So we come in, the market runs up to about 40.40-ish, backs off into 40.30, and I make... Actually, it was $14,000 because what I wanted to do, I'll tell you what I wanted to do. I want to do 10, 10 contracts here. This was my plan to do 10 contracts. So it would have been here, here, and here. And my plan was that I was going to be able to get into those at a $14 credit, which would have given me a $14,000 potential return. Okay, and my again, my plan was the market was going to be up early. It was going to be up a lot early. So, so we think about you know not just where the market is, not just where the market's going, but also how it's going to get there. So my plan was the market's going to shoot up to 40-40. I'm going to be able to get filled with these at like a $14 credit. The market's going to back off. I'm going to have a really nice trade, and everything's going to go wonderfully. Well, when the market opened we didn't get that really big up move. So I couldn't get filled at $14. I ended up have, coming in and, and ended up getting a fill on this for about 
fifty. I believe the price was 1250 These are not actual prices, by the way. These are these are just um, whatever the software gives me. But I want I, I ended up getting in this for twelve fifty. And since the price wasn't what I wanted for it, I did a smaller contract size. So I did five and I decided I would wait the day out on the plan. Now during the day, let's just look at the technical situation for a minute. So if you're if you're a technical guy then, uh, which you should be, by the way, if you're trading, you should understand the general price movements and what they mean. So this is end of day Thursday. This is Friday. We had our gap up. The markets, um, I, I was able to fill some of these at 12.50. Okay, it wasn't aggressive. It didn't take off as aggressively as I thought. And then this is this happened. The market kind of died here. Right. This is why I filled them at 12.50, because I was expecting the market to, to run up into here and then pull back, and then we kind of we pulled back here. So as things are going along, again, a good trader is going to, to play things maybe a little bit differently, especially when you start doing intraday stuff and zero-data expiration. This market pulled back. It took off at pullback. When it pulled back, the most likely pullback point is to here, this swing high. So what I did, again, I'm trying to make up for poor execution that I'm getting. So what I did here is I went into what we call a Super Bowl at that time. So I came in here, I filled half of my position. We pulled back to support, again, my bias. Again, we talked about our bias. Our bias is that we're going to close at 40.32. So I, I did what we call a Super Bowl here. So I come in here, and if I take a look at my software... I ended up doing a Super Bowl. So this was our initial position, 40 40-30, We come back, we touch our we touch the point where we should reverse, and we add in five 40 10 4005 verticals. Why five? Because I have a two thousand dollar limit where I want to be out of this trade, and I and if if I'm wrong and the market crashes down, I don't want to lose more than 2000 And I also want to give myself the time to let this play out and allow my opinion to play out later in the day. So you'll notice the total risk on the downside here is a little under $2,000. This gives me, a, that, that gives me a little bit of a boost here because of the bad pricing that I got, and it allows me to make a little bit more money. So if we take that off as a comparison... It boosts us up to a potential of like $8,000 on those five contracts. Okay, so if I'm right, I'm, I'm still making a good return on, on the market. So what happened after that? Well, the market went up uh, as expected, which was a good thing. And eventually, we pulled up into this range, and I was able to get into... I adjusted the price so that I would get an average of about a $14 fill... Uh, it ended up being like an average of like 14, uh, 13.50, but I ended up getting into five more of these butterflies when the market pulled up into here for for $15. Okay, and that brings my average price closer to where I want it to be. So let me just go to next adjustment here. And it's going to back this off five minutes. So you see the market came up into here, and uh, we're up about $1,500, and I'm able to get into another five contracts here. And you'll see the new graph when we flip up to that. And now I'm in for this full, and now I have a profit potential if I'm right and we close in at 
the uh, 1430 area, potential of you know, $12,000, $13,000 profit, which would be a 200% return, that would be wonderful. Unfortunately, things don't always go your way. And what ended up happening is the market was stronger than expected and it closed at a higher point than expected. Now, realistically, when we go in and we look at, at when we go back and look at this, I should have expected a higher close here. And part of that is, is this back here. You know, I was looking at the swing high here, um, but realistically for close of week, we usually do hit a more, more major point. And I kind of missed this when I was doing my analytics. Or perhaps I just didn't think the market was going to be that strong. And the reality is, is I didn't think the market was going to be that strong uh, now that I'm actually thinking about it. And the reason I didn't think the market was going to be that strong is because when you look at the daily charts, which I'm not going to look at right now, we had a uptrend line resistance that really probably should have held at around 40.30, which is why now I remember why I picked the 40.30 point. Had I ignored that trend line, then I probably would have been up here at around 40.50. And again, we have this low, we have this gap down. That puts this as a, a pretty important level on the uh, on the SPX. Had I done that, I would have nailed this right on. I think we end up closing around 40.45 or 40.40. So had we done that, I would have nailed that well, however, you know, we don't always see everything, and in hindsight, things become a lot more clear. And like I said, my thought was a 30-30 level. So let's see basically how this played out. So if I come in here, basically what happened the rest of the day is the market just kind of stayed up in this level, and then towards the end of the day, ended up closing at the high high, which was up in here, and I ended up taking actually live about a break even here. So this says around uh, minus 500. I was actually a little bit better than that. I was, I was like minus $98 or something like that, which is a break even and uh, really a really good result for something that, or, or a trade that went bad. But this trade was definitely fixable. And you know, part of the issue was I, I actually wasn't home to watch this thing. I was out most of the day. And yes, I did this, I did this trade mostly from an absentee standpoint. So I made the plan early in the morning. You, know, you stick the orders in your telephone. Thinkorswim allows you to do that. And you see what's going on in the marketplace and you, and you hit it. So I could have done that, but I wasn't really prepared for the market to close up in here. And that's something that's good for my trade view. When I, when I review the trade on my own, I do my, when we call it trade debrief, I can say, well, um, this was definitely a winnable trade, but I didn't do it because I wasn't prepared for this outcome. And the next time if I play something like this, I can actually be prepared for that. But what I had here is, let me just switch, go back. I'm going to go back 45 minutes here. And we'll talk about how to play this out towards the end of the day uh, or some of the things that you can do if, if you run into a problem like that. And if I go to my other trade here, and I bump forward, Okay, so this is the point at which I got into my second set of uh, broken wing butterflies with the 40-30 strike. This, I think, was, was a good play here. But then at some point, you realize that the market is not doing what you wanted it to do. And in other words, I get into this, and my expectation, the market's going to back off, and it doesn't back off. It, it remains high. One of the things that you can do is you can move this short. So I'm just going to go to the point where I did it, and then we'll back off. Right, so I did that right around 1547 or so. So this is 
the situation. So let me back off five minutes. So this is the situation here, right? I, I, I'm thinking the market's coming back, but it, the technicals are telling me different. And this is why it's important or good to monitor or understand what the price action is telling you as it's moving along. So we're coming in here, and the price movement is, let's see, we were here on Friday. So we're coming along here, right? We see the market put in a cup and handle. So you'll you'll watch this. The the market comes up, it puts in a pattern, it breaks the pattern, it hits the price pattern target. It puts in a pattern. This here was kind of a warning sign, but it's at my 30-30 level, so that's fine. Uh, we come in here, we put in a pattern, and then we break the pattern to the upside here at 1400. And then we are not putting in any sort of a pattern. In other words, we're holding you can see the market. If you go on a short-term time chart, you can see it also. But you can see the, how the market wants to hold this level. It wants to hold this level. It wants to hold this level. In other words, it's not backing off. In fact, it's, you know, not only is it not backing down, it's not even retesting our support level, right? So our support level's down here. A lot of times you'll see a breakout, a retest of support, which you kind of did in the very short-term charts, and then it breaks higher. You know, as soon as we're coming in here, you can see the market. And this is, and this is my thing, right? I'm here. This is a breakout. I need the market to come to 4030. I'm here. I see the breakout. I retest high. I break higher. I come here. You know, the market, the sellers try to sell it off. They don't. They close it near the high. And then I break the high again at 1445 on this bar here. This is telling me that the market is, it's not likely, the probabilities are I'm not going to play out at the 4030 level. That's probably not going to happen. I'm probably going to close at a higher level. So that being the case, uh, since it's going to be a higher level, I, 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 I would want to adapt to that. So if I'm here, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this, and you can see I moved my short strikes from 1330 all the way to 1345. And that widens me out and gives me a little bit more range to deal with that higher level. Now, when I do that, This gives me a $14,000 risk. And this is something that you do not want to do in a zero DTE position. I do not want to take this position that had a $7,000 uh, maximum amount of capital and a $2,000 exit loss trigger and turn around and give myself a position where I'm taking on almost $14,000 risk. There, it's very unlikely from a uh, certain parameters that that's going to happen, uh, 15 minutes to close. However, you can get the market shut down. You can have a market event. You can have something going on in the marketplace that might throw this down, say, and keep in mind, this is only 30 points. 30 points for the SPX is nothing. It can happen in two seconds. It could certainly happen, or in my situation, it could certainly happen where I come down here and I end up taking a $12,000 loss. I've seen this happen to many, many traders and they don't think it's going to happen and it can happen. So we do not want to hang this risk here on this type of trade. If it was a trade I was going to risk that much anyway, that's fine, but I never intended to risk this much in this trade. So what I want to do is to close this position out. And if I close that position out, 
with that adjustment, now that's something that's relatively reasonable, and it's something that's representative of what I intended when I entered the trade. So I don't want to take a trade that I intended to only risk 7,000 and all of a sudden risk 14,000, especially coming into day of expiration. Right? I might do I might do that if I have 20 days to expiration left because the chances of that being a problem are very, very low as long as I manage it properly. But coming in zero DTE, you want to manage these things. So I take that off. I end up being in this position here. And this gives me a little bit more room. And then if we close this here, we end up, the market ends up closing at uh, 40, 45, 64. And that puts us right here on our chart. Again, there is a possibility some good news comes out and we really run this level. And there is a, a possibility that I don't get out of it. So I was really risking potentially this $2,000 here on the uh, position, but that was what I wanted to risk anyway. Okay, so here's our initial position. That was our double size position. This was our corrected position after things weren't going well. We brought our upside risk down to $2,000 and we just let this play out. And luck has it as it may, we end up here and taking a win of about 23, uh, 23.35 at expiration. So that would have been the better way to manage this. Either way, we turned out well. And you know, as traders, if we continually put ourselves in high probability positions that have a good risk reward ratio, that is how we make money. So all in all, I think that was a good trade with uh, some good decisions that were made. And that is our zero DTE subjective trade on the SPX this episode winning trade. If you like what you see, I encourage you to come on over to LockingYourSuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E in your success.com and discover how you too can follow along with fantastic non-subjective strategies as they unfold during our weekly options trading for income meetings. Also, while you're there, consider our pro membership. If you like to trades like today, those are the types of trades that we cover in our pro membership and some of the traders trade uh, that are in the pro membership. So those are some great learning opportunities there as well. Uh, also, you can go over to thewinningtrade.com. That's thewinningtrade.com. And you can check out this winning trade presentation, past winning trade presentations, and future winning trade presentations. And also receive access to free bonus material. And please remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. It helps us deliver this exciting free contact to you. Also, you can check out our free trading performance podcast where you can learn to skyrocket your trading results regardless of the type of trading you do. If you have any questions, comments, or anything else you'd like to see on the next winning trade, please make sure you put that in the comments and I'll answer your questions for you personally. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to seeing you on the next winning trade.